This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. As you heard in Bob's News, the FBI has now confirmed nine pipe bombs mailed to prominent Democrats and CNN. That includes two addressed to actor Robert De Niro and two sent to former Vice President Joe Biden. Yesterday's targets included former presidents Barack Obama and Bill Clinton, and his wife, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, as well as California Congresswoman Maxine Waters. We're going to look at all sides of this, including the question of whether Donald Trump himself is somewhat responsible because of some of the incendiary things he said in the past. Lock her up. He said that it's a good thing to body slam reporters or that he would pay for a legal defense of somebody who hit a reporter. His initial reaction yesterday was pretty moderate when he said that violence has no place in the discourse. But then at one of his rallies, he doubled down blaming the media because they report on him negatively. And another thing. We are not immune here. Just yesterday, there was a case of vandalism against the office of an Ontario cabinet minister, as well as some death threats. So what is up with this? Is there a big change in terms of violence and polarization? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free, one 866-744-740. And right now we are going to security expert Ross McLean and Andrew Egger, who is a reporter for the Weekly Standard in Washington. Welcome to you both. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's start with you, Ross. Uh, Good work on the part of the cops there. They found all of these things before anything went off. How did they find this so quickly? Well, I mean, you, know, that's, uh, you didn't give me a short question to start with there, but I'll try and be tight with it. Uh, look, you've, you've got someone here who's put a lot of effort and a lot of thought into putting together, it seems now, nine devices to target nine people, to put them all together and uh, send them all out to these uh, specific VIP, in many cases, Secret Service protected persons. Uh, we're hearing different things as towards these are real bombs, or I'm leaning towards, which we can talk about later, that they're not real bombs. It's designed as a great scare. But whenever you send a package that's going to a Secret Service protected person, it will never get to that person without being searched, checked, and looked at off-site. So the person who went to all the trouble to do all this work either didn't know that that happens or knew that that happened and really designed them in a way that they would all be discovered, to, in essence, creating a bomb threat scare more so than a bomb. Well, Robert De Niro isn't protected by the Secret Service. No, I said most of them, okay. most of them. But it's, you know, the, the, the issue here is it's the, you know, all the packages are designed. If you go look at U.S. Postal Service's uh, website, Google suspicious packages, 
These, these packages are designed like the poster they put up to say what a suspicious package looks like. So there's lots of questions about uh, whether this was something to be discovered or not, or this was something meant to cause harm. It was meant to cause harm. It's a complete and total and utter failure. If it's meant to cause fear and get it stoked up and get everybody talking about stuff and attributing motivations to it, well, it seems to have done that job. And Andrew, uh, what is the take on that in Washington? Yeah, I think that uh, I, I think that your your other expert here is 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 correct in 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 saying essentially that it's it's really tough. Uh, it's tough to figure out, you know, ascribe motivations and things like that, uh, you know, before we know much about this guy. Like, like you said, there's all, there, there was clearly a lot of planning that went into this. This was not, you know, some spur of the moment uh, decision. But, but we're working with so few actual facts about this uh, person or persons uh, that that you know most of the takes that you're seeing so far uh, are are not about this guy at all. They're essentially just people on the left or on the right projecting their own sort of. Uh, political narratives onto this story just because there are so few facts yet, which is why you see so many people on the right, uh, you know, trending toward uh, suggesting that, you know, this was uh, a politically motivated false flag type thing uh, by somebody on the left. You see so many people on the left saying that clearly this was, you know, something that was, uh, you know, uh, attributable attributable to, you know, strong, uh, harsh rhetoric uh, coming from people like President Donald Trump on the right. So I, I just think that, you know, everyone is, is, is perhaps lurching to takes one way or another uh, in a way that's potentially harmful, given that, you know, we, we literally don't know anything about the person who, uh, who tried to carry this out yet. And, uh, Andrew, uh, do you have an answer about how they discovered these things so quickly? Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know how they would have gone undiscovered, right? I mean, like if they 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 mailed them out, they they opened the packages and the the packages, and you know that there they were. That was the uh, that was the uh, you know there there were the the bombs or the dummy bombs or the the badly made bombs or you know it's again even even here there are so few facts uh, that we can actually know. I, I from from what I have seen, uh, and, and this is certainly not you know my, my my area of expertise. It does seem as though these bombs. Uh, or potential bombs were created, you know, with with the intent uh, to do to do harm, you know, packed with glass shards and things like that, um, just from from reporting that I've seen. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, they, it was it was clearly designed to cause an uproar uh, of one kind or another, I think, on in, uh, in that much. We can we can be sure. Uh, Ross, uh, just just to touch on that for a second. Yeah. Every Secret Service protected VIP, they have an off-site location that is very, very sophisticated, that x-rays, sniffs, looks at, weighs, checks out everything long before it goes anywhere to anybody. So uh, there's no way it's getting close. That's how they're all detected. Uh, yeah, and, and I think I think that's a sorry sorry to cut you off. I think that's a really good point. I do I do think that one thing that we should keep in mind is again, because we don't know hardly anything and we know next to nothing at all about this guy who, who mailed these packages other than that he's clearly imbalanced in some way uh we, we should probably uh, hesitate to do to, to to try to ascribe you know rational ordinary motivation to him you know maybe maybe he you know didn't know that these packages wouldn't get to their their targets maybe he didn't uh, you know didn't think it through that far and just, you know, is imbalanced in some way or another. Uh, and again, maybe, and maybe none of that is the case. Again, we're just working with so little information uh, that, that I, I think 
more than anything else, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but re- restraint is the thing that we should all keep in mind here. Except that there, there, there is no restraint, and the one thing that all uh, these targets had in common is that uh, they are uh, against Donald Trump to one extent or another. Ross, am I wrong? Well, I, you know, I, I could give you the opposite side of that, that the, the narrative is wants to be changed. They're desperate going into the midterms. But let me get back to the evidence factor here. Uh, we have a lot of evidence to go for, go through for this. You know, a, a retired New York City police commissioner said yesterday, he said, if there's anything to this, he expects an arrest by Friday. I'm a little bit more uh, conservative than that. I say they'll have somebody within a week. Because, look, you, you cannot... Uh, send these packages through the mail, through FedEx, and these sort of things without uh, the Secret Service being able to run you down. I won't go into it. They have a lot of great investigative techniques. There's other issues to be looked at. Like, if you look at the CNN mailroom, right? Now, CNN is a very highly secure place. Very professional people around it. They've got a mailroom for screening for all this stuff, too. Uh, Somehow, a package got into their offices there that didn't come from the post office, despite the fact it had postage stamps on it. There was no cancellation markers on it. So how does a package get into their mailroom? I guarantee you they'll have access control coverage and film on that. Somebody brought that package in. So I think they're going to be able to run this down. Uh, You can't move in New York without being captured on CCTV and facial recognition. So I, I think we'll have some answers at some point. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. I hadn't heard that about the the fact that there were no cancellation stamps on it. Um, yeah, it. It appears many of them were not delivered through the mail, despite the fact that's the way it's being said that they were delivered. They, they've been intercepted is, in certain places. So we'll see, just we, we only see right? I mean, a few of them. Go ahead, Andrew. That, that, that's, a, that's such a strange fact. I mean, like it, it just it, it it makes it even harder to characterize this incident because essentially. Uh, what what you're left with as, you know, potentially plausible narratives are only like this. If, if it was one perpetrator that he, you know, drove all around the countryside uh, in, a, in a weekend, you know, dropping these things off or that it's, you know, some people would 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 go further to suggest that there's some sort of broader conspiracy here. I mean, it's again, I, I just. It's so, so, so difficult for us to do anything, uh, for us to, you know, unpack this in a way that's responsible. I think that, I think that you're absolutely right that, you know, we're, we're gonna, uh, like you say, we're, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. We're gonna be able to track down who this guy is. Uh, and I think, you know, hopefully that will provide a lot more illumination about this, this very, very weird story. Um, Andrew, I know you're saying that, that this calls for restraint, but the last thing that it has been greeted with is restraint. Um, Do you think this just reflects what the situation is in terms of polarization in the states, or do you think this has added a new level to it? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I I mean, in my opinion, it's kind of a vicious cycle, right, which is that we we have... uh, so much polarization. We have such a rancorous environment uh, between the left and the right in, in, in the United States that that it breeds, you know, things like this happening, that that, you know, wild uh, sort of aberrant behavior uh, just is sort of the, the natural result of that kind of like deep uh, fragmenting. And then on the other side of it, we are so fragmented that sort of culturally we, we cannot like healthily process this kind of event. So so fragmentation and, and uh, polarization 
leads to, 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 you know, people doing crazy things like this. Again, we don't really know who this guy is or why he did it or she, she did it or they did it specifically, but, but it's, it's easy to, you know, it's easy to see why, you know, a, a, a society with this kind of fragmentation would, would lead to that happening. And then the, the event just creates more and more and more fragmentation. And you mentioned Donald Trump earlier. And I, I think it's, I think it's incorrect uh, to characterize this as just a problem of the political right in America, um, that, you know, that, that the, the Republicans are the ones who are, you know, constantly being uh, aggressors and breaking down, you know, norms and, uh, you know, doing violence and things like this. But it, it's undeniable that, you know, the current uh, levers of power in Washington are held by Republicans. They're running the show and they are certainly, especially right at the top, Donald Trump doing nothing to sort of work against this problem, doing nothing to try to, you know, heal these things. You, you, you saw Donald Trump uh, come out with a statement after the, uh, after the packages were reported saying, obviously this is deeply tragic. Uh, you know, nobody should uh, be advocating violence. You know, none of that's, none of that should be done. But then, you know, what's he do? Hours later, he's right back uh, on his same old stuff of, you know, blaming the media, blaming the Democrats. The anger is the fault of everyone but him. And it's just, you know, this problem cannot be addressed, cannot be solved uh, until both sides uh, in America are willing to sort of come together and, 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 and do it in good faith rather than just using incidents like this as a way to bludgeon their political opponents. Okay. Andrew Egger, I know you have to go. Thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Okay. Uh, Ross, hang on. We're going to take a call from Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. So, uh, you know what? Honestly, your uh, last speaker there. Yeah, the media is the problem. You know, you look at uh, De Niro. He, he attacks Trump openly. And you got Maxine Waters. She's a senator, I believe, down in California. Uh-huh. She, she openly dictates to her followers to go out and confront Republicans, get in their face in restaurants, kick them out. And then you got Madonna that says, what, blow up the White House? Okay. You know, last uh, time Bill? I checked, Republicans were being shot by Democratic supporters at, at baseball fields. And you know what? I don't think it's Trump. I think it's the media that fuels it. I think media makes money off of this. And I think even you guys, you guys milk this till it's, you know, till it's dry. Yeah, but but um, you know what? Um, Donald Trump seems to conflate uh, what I would call fair criticism. That's fake news. If you don't like something he does, it's fake news and it's... Uh, uh, you know, here on this show, most people are pretty conservative, and they say a lot of things about Justin Trudeau, and you don't see him going off like that and say it would be a good thing to body slam uh, a reporter or somebody who calls into this show because they say nasty things about him. You know and- what? I don't think people are used to politicians talking like normal people. And what, uh, just to give you an example, you were talking about uh, clo- uh, global warming and climate change, and you yourself started talking about Trump. You know, and it's like Trump has nothing to do with it. Uh, uh, I, I, I just I, don't get it. Everybody, all the media, CBC, you guys across the board conflate everything to Trump. And you know what? When Trump's not there, you'll attack Ford. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Uh, thank you. Okay, Bill. Well, that's you, you one know, view. You know, Libby, let, yeah. let, let me say this. Uh, I, I do, I do 
I do news on a lot of different stations, right. cover a lot of different places. I will say this. I was actually speaking to one of your producers off the air before this. I, I love the way Zoomer does news and your policy around doing it. Uh, generally speaking, you guys pitch it down the middle. But, hey, you can throw a couple of curveballs, too. But I actually like the way you guys cover the news. But on that end, though, there has been some absolutely flagrant uh, poor reporting. And I'll, and I'll point out, if you have a second, I'll tell you by CNN some of the, some of the things that really concern me about this. Oh, on by CNN. Well, I mean, you know, th- th- their building was evacuated. So if uh, if if they were a little over the top on this, well, a little can... bit of that. Here's what goes on. CNN is one of the most well protected uh, uh, facilities you'll ever go into if you do any broadcasting or go anywhere because they've always had threats. They've got the best people there. The way they handled this bomb threat, this bomb scare, is totally unprofessional. Number one. Uh, the first thing you do when you discover a package like that in your mailroom is and it looks as serious as this one does. You don't touch it. You leave it. You cover it. You evacuate. You notify the police. But somehow what they managed to do at CNN uh, with all the professionals, and they've got great ones there, they opened the package, removed it from the package, put it beside the packaging, uh, had a photographer come in and take a picture of it, which, by the way, that could detonate a device if it was a real device. And then the pictures all went out around it, which is you don't do. The police will tell you. You don't put out information about the bomb. We use that as part of our investigative technique. So it was totally unprofessionally handled and, if you will, flaunted by CNN as opposed to being handled correctly. Well, uh, you know, that does sound right. And I remember back in the day uh, when we were at City TV and there used to be um, actually fairly frequent bomb threats uh, to do with the breakup of uh, the former Yugoslavia. And our policy was not even to report it, not even to report bomb threats. These days, we all do. But, um, yeah, that was the policy. Uh, So... Uh, that's all interesting. Uh, Ross, hang on. Let's take a couple more calls. We've got Brian in Toronto. Hi, Brian. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. One of your last callers that was blaming the press and blaming you guys for making money on this, to me, that's absolutely insane. Freedom of the press and freedom of speech is one of the foundations of our way of life. Uh, I'm thankful that we're able to have the press and and freedom of speech. Just your thoughts on that. Well, I agree. I mean, I agree that it's especially in the United States, it's very polarized between left and right. And uh, the same goes for these uh, partisan left and right media outlets. Here in Canada, we're more likely to at least try to slice it down the middle, as Ross was saying. Um, you know, there are kind of uh, leanings. Uh, but yeah, and, and uh, you know, once you silence the media and you're only going to get uh, the party line on things. I think, you know, you need a free press as a foundation of democracy. Absolutely. But democracy uh, is uh, democracy is not necessarily in favor in a lot of places. Brian, I appreciate your call. Thanks. All the best, guys. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Let's go to uh, Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine. How are you? Not bad. My view is that those bombs are probably sent and organized by the Democrats. And that's, there's more evidence than, than just, just guessing. Um, when CNN opens the package, they obviously knew where it was coming from. And I don't believe any of those bombs would actually be real bombs that could ever go off. So 
Yeah, Bob, what do you have any evidence for make... this? Bob, I know you think all these things, uh, yeah. uh, you know, probably because of your political viewpoint. But do you have any evidence, any evidence for saying well, those things? Yeah, well, OK. The fact that the CNN opened the package and spread it out of the box and took the pictures before they called the, the authorities. What is it? What did they know? They knew something, right? Well, we, we don't and know when what you they examine knew. them, when you find out that they're not actually live bombs. Well, we don't then, know that either. Uh, we, I don't know that, but that is my guess. Well, but then they're figuring that people are feeling sorry for the Democrats and think of those terrible Republicans. But I like, I like Trump, and I admit I like Trump. But I don't like some of the stuff that's going on, and some of the Democrats, like when this Kavanaugh thing went in, how come the press didn't put out about Chuck Schumer making his daughter's girlfriend pregnant twice uh, when uh, she was what? 17 years old? Uh, that's that's facts. Now, you can check okay, it out. Okay, Bob, I, you, we don't want to libel people on air. Thanks, Bob, for your call. Uh, you see, Ross, I think this just kind of reinforces that, you know, de- depending on, you know, people um, have pretty hardened views. Uh, they generally only read things that they agree with. Uh, and, I mean, again, we don't have the information, and people are convinced it was this, what they call a false flag. It was the Democrats doing it to themselves. I remember similar conspiracy theories with 9-11, which is really scary. Yeah, well, you know, I, I can tell you a few things, though. There's been a, a couple of credible uh, uh, news reports saying that people have talked to law enforcement, and they're saying that certainly the package that was at CNN was not capable of going off or being a bomb. There's been a couple of those, although there hasn't been an official statement that way. There uh, should be yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen that before, but I'll that, take your Nas- National Review, they have uh, one person who says they have a source who claims that the that, that device was not real. But just on the other side of this, too, out of interest, there's, you know, after the advent of the Iran-Iraq wars, there's a lot of veterans uh, that are back in, in North America. They're employed. Many of them, the Special Forces guys especially, have got excellent knowledge about dealing with IEDs and these sort of pipe bombs, because that's what killed their friends, took legs off of people. They have to know how to look at them and take them apart. Uh, a lot of them have looked at these, the ones, the pictures we have, and they said they don't believe that they're real bombs. There's a variety of reasons for that I could give you, but what I'm saying is this is looking more like theater uh, to me, and I think that's why law enforcement, they need to say if these are real bombs or this is a bomb scare. Okay, well, a bomb the... scare is, in, is, in, is implied that it's trying to get a reaction. Well, I mean, all the reporting I saw said that that they were real bombs, but they were not detonated, and perhaps they weren't put together properly. But yeah, you know what, again, Libby, if, if I can't, I think yeah. that was false reporting where they didn't have the evidence to say that. It's possible. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't check those things myself, and and absent doing that, you know, it's it's uh, totally possible. So, where does this leave us, Ross? Do you see? any connection this is what i'm wondering that incident yesterday where uh we had uh cabinet minister the labor minister uh her office was vandalized there have been death threats against members of the ford government of course that was all on the other side uh but i'm just wondering if all the venom you know from south of the border is kind of seeping across here oh yeah i i've 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 been seeing u.s style politics creeping up here and and you're right about that. You know, one of the issues that goes on now, and I'm actually doing a bit of a study on it now, is the use of social media 
by troublemakers to cause trouble and create trouble. And I think most people will agree with this. They, they certainly know this, that the easiest thing to spread online is hate and provocation. That's easier to spread than something that's good and wonderful and nice. And what you see is people get together now, and when one person says something on Twitter, uh, they believe it's seen by their thousand followers or all their groups, and everybody feels they need to respond. And you get into these sort of tribal fights. And, you know, these sort of tribal fights can spark up people who have an interest in furthering it with some sort of violence or threats to do it. And I think that's what we're seeing with uh, the attack on the Labour Minister's office. Okay. Uh, let's take a call from Don in Toronto. Hi, Don. Hello? I was back. You uh, said to a person that, that Trudeau doesn't, you know, behave the same way as Trump does when Trump is criticized. If you disagree with Trudeau, you get called a bigot, you get called a racist. The conservatives questioned Trudeau about Terry Linda Clinton, they got called ambulance chasers. A Mark Hassan, the immigration minister, called this McLeod un-Canadian because he was criticized. Just Trudeau goes they're famous. That's all they do is call people bigots and racists, and they get criticized over their policies. Yeah, but, yeah, but they don't call it... true what you said. They don't, they don't, they don't call it fake news. They don't say it's untrue. I mean, you're you're right about that, but they don't call it fake news and they don't say that it's uh, something other than it was, which is criticism, though they may impugn the people making the criticisms. But yeah, that's a, that's a fair point, Don. News in Canada. Okay, thanks. You know, Libby, something, the next time you get Andrea Horwath on your show, okay, talk to her about being uncivil. And, and, and pushing forward this sort of rhetoric up here. There's a story out now, I believe you can find it on the CBC, about her saying how they need to step on the throat of Doug Ford and kick him out of office. Uh, you know, that sort of rhetoric leads to these problems. And ask her why she won't ever call uh, Premier Ford Premier Ford. She just calls him Mr. Ford. She won't do it. She's being disrespectful. So it's those sort of things, when we don't treat each other with respect in the simple areas, I think that leads to this growing coldness we're seeing. I think that's what leads to it. Okay. Um, Ross, we're uh, starting to run out of time on this. So uh, where are we at? How much, how much longer is it going to take to kind of sort this all out? And what do you expect will come out of it, if anything? Well, I think the finish line is going to be whenever the, uh, the midterm votes come up. That's where everybody wants to have their most influence on this. I believe that the Secret Service and the FBI and the U.S. Postal Service, who are beyond excellent at running these things down, will have more than enough information to run down and catch these people. There's more than, I mean, I, I look at those packages and I can see all sorts of things that they'll be able to, to run down and put together. So I think they'll be arrested within a week. Uh, on this. And my suspicion is, this is my suspicion, Libby, is it's going to be a group, uh, it's going to be more than one person that's involved. In well, I would think so. That uh, seems like too much coordinated work for one person to get all those things out at the same time. Yeah, so, I mean, that's my prediction. I think there will be an answer to this. There's no way you get away with this with the Secret Service. There's just uh, no way. You remember when we had the Houston bomber? Uh, he was down there bombing people, and I think I said on your show, when I saw they had video of him at a FedEx place, I said he'll be caught within 24 hours, and he was, because FedEx is just as effective at doing that. Okay. Uh, Ross McLean, security expert, thanks so much for being with us on this. Yeah, let's all treat each other better as best we can, Libby. Thank Th- you. That's a good message. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.